What a blessing. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. It's our joy to have you, church family and guests alike. I'm going to spend just a few moments in Matthew's account of the Christmas story. So if you've got your Bibles there and want to turn to Matthew, we'll look in that gospel in just a moment. It's the first book of the New Testament. I won't be long. I'll be brief tonight. I'm thinking about of all of the gifts that happen on the Christmas season and this time, uh, we can get lost in all that. Parties and things demand our attention and our attendance at times and we can get wrapped up in Christmas. It's a danger even for those in ministry. It's a danger for those of us who love Jesus and are faithful to church on Sundays. We can just get all hyped up about Christmas and forget that it's a means to an end to get us to Christ. The Bible tells us in 1 John 4.14 that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Jesus was not sent just so we could have a really cool Christmas, right? As cool as Christmas is, He didn't come to make our lives better or to upgrade our holiday experiences. When Jesus was born into the world on that incredible day, God delivered gifts, and here's what we talked about through Advent, of hope, of peace, of joy, and of love, all wrapped up in one. I mean, Steve Jobs couldn't even pull it off when he debuted the iPhone, right? It was just a couple of things, but we got peace and joy and hope and love and so much more wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. As we've journeyed through Advent together, we have spent some time in the Psalms as a church family, and we've discovered in the Old Testament they could sing about a hope that comes in the middle of incredibly difficult circumstances. Maybe that's where you find yourself tonight. They could sing about peace that only God could bring. When the world seemed to be falling apart around them, we jumped quickly to the cross and found that Jesus' sacrifice makes peace available to us that defies logic. Joy that comes as we focus on the Lord, joy that is ours no matter what the circumstances are because God dwells with us. And then last Sunday, we discovered we can worship the Lord for love that never, ever, ever fails. Love from a Father that fuels our worship when we're all by ourselves. Love that as we meditate on the character of God, that is a call to worship to those around us. What a gift. What a Savior. What a God. Now, some of you may have already opened some Christmas gifts. Just show of hands, have you already been to some parties or had family functions where you've opened some? All right, Millers, don't put, okay, good, other people have too, right? I was going to say, Miller, put your hands down, we're the only one. No, good, it's great. We, we celebrate something, uh, there's Christmas, today is Christmas, right? And so yesterday was Christmas Adam, because Adam comes before. So we celebrate that, and uh, the siblings exchange some gifts, and uh, Grace Covenant is a note-taking church for sermons. Grace, and it's like Erilyn especially, put your pins down during this. This is not to take notes on, but I want to give you eight quick helps if you get a bum gift, because it's coming, right? Somebody's going to mean well, but I want to help you avoid an awkward situation. Here are eight helps for that awkward moment. Number eight, well, 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 now there's a gift. <laughs> Number seven, no, really, I, I didn't know that there was a Chia Pet tie. Oh, wow, and it's a clip-on. <laughs> Class. You know, I always wanted one of these. Jog my memory, what's this called again? <laughs> Amazing. 
Number five, you know what? I'm going to find a special place to put this in the house. (laughs) Nobody's done this? Okay. Number four, boy, you don't see craftsmanship like that every day. That's almost like a granddad saying, there's something, yeah. Uh, Number three, and it's such an interesting color too. Be careful when you see scare quotes with interesting, right? Number two, you, you say that was the last one? Wow, and you just snatched that baby right on up, didn't you? Thanks for that. The last one help here is, is uh, the classic, you shouldn't have. No, really, I mean it, you shouldn't have. <laughs> Some of us Christians that want to share Jesus with the world can feel like, based on the world's response, we're offering them some kind of bum gift. Uh, they respond, uh, thanks, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, I, I don't see the need for that right now in my life. Uh, And the third popular response is, no, but thanks for asking. God's word clearly shows us, though, as humanity, we're we're not good. We're not doing so hot. Left to ourselves and our own devices, that's where wars and strife come from and broken hearts. In fact, when we go our own way, the Bible says that we break our own relationships, we break our own hearts, we hurt others, we even hurt the earth. Isaiah 53, 6 The prophet says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. That's the Old Testament. That's the same prophet that said, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. In the New Testament, we learn that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We learn that the wages of sin is death. So we're not actually doing good when we look in the mirror of God's word. How about I don't see the need right now? Well, not to be overly morbid on Christmas Eve, but each one of us, the Bible says, has an appointment with death. Hebrews 9, 27, the Bible says it's appointed for man to die once and after that comes judgment. The issue is while we know this is true, we don't know when it's going to happen. So you might say I'm good this second and you're one heartbeat away. The old-time evangelist used to say, you need Jesus because you might die tonight. I'm here to tell you, having walked with the Lord for many years now, you need Jesus because you just might live to see tomorrow. And he makes life worth living. Finally, for those that would say, no, but thanks for offering. It sounds polite. It sounds like they're being cordial to you, but that's the kind of line you give the, the guy that's selling new aluminum siding or replacement windows in your neighborhood after they've passed for no soliciting signs. No, but thanks for asking. Get off the property, right? That's just me, sorry. That, that's, not really, that's not really treating this thing with the weight it deserves. You see, a living relationship with the God of this Bible is life. It's more important than the air that we breathe, the food that we eat, the pulse that we have in our natural bodies. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 12, whoever has the Son has life, and whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. You were made to worship God. You, you were made to worship God. (laughs) And the only way that we can glorify Him is to have a living relationship with Him through the Lord Jesus Christ that chose to come to this earth truly human as a babe in a manger. Wow. It's a gift. It's a gift, an incredible gift. 
When God sent his son to be born, it was an expression of unfailing and relentless love. If you've got a Bible nearby, I'll put it on the screen for you. Matthew chapter number one, let's look at verse 18 and just follow on to verse 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place this way when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man, was unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Verse 20. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And Joseph woke from his sleep. And he did, as the angel of the Lord commanded him, he took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. We take notes on Sunday morning. I'll give you two things that hopefully will lodge in your mind right from the text. Here it is. Number one, Jesus came to save. The angel of the Lord tells Joseph, you're going to call his name Jesus, Yeshua, for he will save his people from their Sins, the problem that we face today, most of us in our well-to-do affluent society, is that we don't see ourselves as sinners in need of a Savior. Now, we see the wicked folks on television. We see rotten Hollywood as a bunch of sinners. We see the, uh, the, um, the thieves and, and we see the murderers and all the crazy crime sprees that we see. And we're like, man, those people deserve justice. Guess what? So do you and so do I. And if we offend in one point of God's standard of perfection, the Bible tells us that we've offended in all the law. You see, we are, you are, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. But thank God, Jesus came to save. He was born to die. He lived a sinless, spotless life. There was no sin in him, no guile in his mouth. And yet, living this sinless, spotless life, he was crucified on a criminal's cross outside the city, bearing your shame, your sin, and mine, taking God's punishment in our place so that we could have life because of who he is. Wow, what a savior. It's right there in the text. The angel said, call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The second point, now Grace Covenant, don't get too excited. I don't go this fast on Sunday morning. The second point is this, Jesus came to be with us. Now, I just told you who you were. And I know you've gotten some great Christmas cards talking about how awesome you are, but you came to Grace and saw a beautiful sanctuary with candles lit, and the, the pastor told you you're a bunch of sinners. And, and I'm telling you that Jesus, the King of glory, the Lord of love, came to be with you. That's mind-blowing. This was scandalous 
to the religious leadership of the day that God would be with men. You see, they liked being in between so that they were the go-between between God and man. But the Bible tells us there's only one mediator between God and man, and it's the man, Christ Jesus. What a Savior. What a God. What a presence. This took place to fulfill what God foretold in the Old Testament. The Bible says, we read it earlier when the Lee family was around this beautiful table saying, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Galatians 4 says, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. What a savior. That passage I read from Isaiah 53, can I finish it for you? It says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. Ah, and the Lord has laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. Not only was Jesus crucified on a criminal's cross, but on the third day he rose to life. You see, when you look at a picture of the manger, you need to see it with a shadow of a cross and the light of an empty tomb. Jesus came to save. And he came so that God could be with us. He ascended back into heaven where he now sits on the throne in the throne room as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, but he didn't leave us alone. The same John that gave us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The same John that told us, Jesus saying, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The same John that told us, Jesus said of himself, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. That same John by the work of the Holy Spirit said this, Jesus speaking, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you, look at that word, forever. As part of God's unfolding plan of the ages, Christ came to this earth, was crucified, buried, rose on the third day, and the Holy Spirit was gifted to the church so that we might have a living relationship with this living God. God longs to be with you. I want you to know that. But you need a Savior in order to glorify Him the way that He made you. If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need would have been money, God would have sent an economist. If our greatest need would have been pleasure, God would have sent an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness. So God sent a Savior. What a God. What a Christmas. Christmas touches people all over the world who have nothing to do with Jesus. Christmas touches families all over South End. Christmas may touch you in special and meaningful ways, and that's fantastic. I celebrate with you. I'm so glad that you're here experiencing a wonderful Christmas service with us at Grace. But Jesus wasn't sent as just a reason for you to enjoy a season. He was sent to save you from your sins. Have you trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? Have you been forgiven of your sins so that you can glorify God and fulfill the purpose for which you've been made? I promise you this, if you want to talk to God about that, that's the Holy Spirit working in you now. Just call on the Lord. Say, Lord, save me. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And He'll do it. And you'll have life that's worth living. Would you pray with me for just a moment?
Father, we love you so much and thank you for this time. I ask your blessing on your word and pray that your message would bear and bring much fruit and fruit that remains. Lord, we love you tonight and are grateful that we can gather together in worship. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. I'm going to ask the elders to join me down front. You've had a rare treat tonight in seeing all of the elders participate in the service. We're going to light those candles. Uh, we're going to light some on the end of the row, and then you're going to pass your lights around. They're going to adjust some of the lights for us to make this a special time. I'm going to pray in just a moment, and then we're going to also have a song Lord, we recognize that as we hold these candles tonight, it's just symbolic that you've put a light within us, a light to share, a light to light this room, to light our homes, to light our communities, our neighborhoods, to light the nations, to point to you as the light of the world. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.